Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You don't have that like bookmarked at the oh, top of your I mean, the top of your Chrome. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bruce Arians had this to say: a Number of people have already asked, why are you stepping away from a chance to go to the Hall of Fame? Because I don't give a about the Hall of Fame. The Rich Eisen Show. The guy is genuine. Maybe you should get in anyway. Today's guests: University of Pittsburgh head football coach. Pat Narduzzi, NFL Network analyst, Bucky Brooks, plus Cremanti Brothers president, Adam Galome. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody, it is. It is Rich Eisen. <laughs> and I'll stop talking about myself in the third person, because that would be really annoying for yeah, three hours. I'm like, I actually, I dig it. I'm like, dig <laughs> it. Like, oh, it no, 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 I'm not surprised about being here. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a fun three-hour show. <laughs> it's going to be a fun three-hour program, everybody. Uh, here on NBC Sports on Peacock, here on NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85, this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio station. We say hello to everybody tuning in on uh, the AM or FM dial. How are you taking this show? Maybe you're listening to us on the Odyssey app, streaming coast to coast. Maybe you're listening to us whenever you're darn well pleased because it's your right to download this show by podcast form. All three hours available through the Cumulus Podcast Network, and we're all podcasts are acquired we just finished up the best month we've ever had on youtube youtube.com slash rich eisen show we love every single one of our almost four hundred thousand subscribers to that page and stream if you miss anything today that's where you can go you can go and also be careful you can go down a wormhole with all of our guests throughout the seven plus year history of this program so uh we appreciate anybody who takes in this show that way good to Day, good Friday to you, Christopher Brockman. Same to you, you, Rich Eisen. How are you? I am just a, just fine and dandy. Uh, D- DJ Mikey D is and D's nuts is not here today again. Jay Felly, good to see you, sir. What's up, Rich? TJ Jefferson, light the candle on a big weekend, a Final Four weekend, yes. a penultimate NBA regular season weekend. Mm-hmm. A WrestleMania weekend. Man. You're winging your way to the state of Texas after this show today. I sure am. And you know what? I, I'm i not going to say I love all of the 400,000 subscribers. Some of them talk bad about me, but the majority of them I do love, yes. Yes, just okay. not all of them. All right. Where did that come from? Uh, well, just, because Rick said we love all of our 400,000 yeah, you know subscribers. What? And I'm like, some of them eh, Let's just separate the wheat from the chaff, then, shall we? <laughs> uh, your grab bag today is your top five WrestleMania moments you're looking forward to yes. the most. It was fun yesterday with uh, Becky Lynch, uh, except for the fact I did not choose my words wisely yeah, enough you with watch her. yourself with the band. I do, <laughs> I do, I do. She's not here for games. Um, uh, in about 18 minutes' time, our first guest will join us. Pat Narduzzi yeah. uh, will join us. The head coach of the Pittsburgh Panthers Let's will go. join us. Uh, he will pick up the phone with his much bigger hand than his quarterback to call oh, into this oh, program. Oh, uh, no, no, I, I can't wait because you know. He's, Do he, you know they, that? No, no, I'm just having, <laughs> obviously having some fun because you know uh, Narduzzi is a uh, he's an old school guy. Yeah. Okay, he's one of those hard nosed guys. He's the guy who's like Mark D'Antonio's uh, uh, defensive coordinator for eight years at Michigan State. He's he got his start at Miami of Ohio, the cradle of coaches. That's where Woody got his start. Mm-hmm. That's where Bo got his start. And this is just an old school football coach. And I cannot imagine. <laughs> he must be like, we're talking about what about Kenny Pickett? <laughs> and it's only going to get crazier because it's the draft month. We have reached the draft month 
in the National Football League. And to celebrate that, Bucky Brooks, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, the uh, better half of the Move the Sticks podcast, will be joining us in hour number two. He and uh, Daniel Jeremiah have a terrific podcast talking about uh, all of this sort of stuff, trafficking and all of this type of material. He has his latest mock draft 3.0 out. And uh, not a single quarterback in the first yeah, round. I can't wait to chat with Bucky, who also gives me what I want in his mock draft. And that is Sauce Gardner going to the Jets for overall. As you know, I want to live on planet Sauce. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> um, that's where I want to. I want to. You know, I want to go there like uh, you know uh, Matt Damon in The Martian. I want to be just sent there. I want to grow my own food there, and I want to live there, and it'll be great. Well, it was only potatoes. Is that what it was? Yeah, he only yeah, no, I, and I also know how he fertilized it. I don't yeah, think I'm yeah, into yeah, that. And watered it. Spoiler too. alert! Hey, he gets off. The, he gets off. If you were, yeah. Brock, yeah. I was going to watch Speaking that of this food, week, speaking bro. of food, yesterday we were going to have <laughs> we were going to have this gentleman on, the president and chief marketing marketing officer of uh, Primanti Brothers. Yeah, it's all Pittsburgh. It starts with Narduzzi and ends with Primanti Brothers. It's now number three uh, because it was one week ago at this time we had Mason Rudolph in mm-hmm. studio and we were talking about making your own sandwiches. You know, the Roethlisberger and a one of uh, Many brothers, I guess, uh, competitors. Yeah, Pepe's. And um, and so uh, he asked me if I would I you know have my own sandwich? Would I eat my own sandwich if I had one? And I said I, it depends because it's got to be something that you would eat. What I would eat. Yeah. And Primanti brothers heard this conversation and said, "Let's talk." Let's talk jerky. So we will talk uh, with Adam Galome in uh, an hour number three. Love it. We'll talk food. Uh, throughout this program as we get uh, make our way to a huge, huge sports weekend. We'll talk Duke Carolina, obviously. you got Kansas and Villanova on Saturday. And then, um, you know, uh, everything else. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Hour after we left yesterday. It's funny. We spent uh, part of our third hour yesterday uh, talking to Jason Light, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the big news of, of March End of March, craziest month in the history of the NFL, March of 2022. And we thought the big final kaboom. Guess who stepped in the room? Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> was going to be Bruce Arians suddenly stepping away as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, leading to Todd Bowles taking it all over. And that was the press conference on March 31st to end the biggest month, the craziest month in the history of the NFL. But there was one last earth-shattering kaboom, to use the Marvin the Martian phrase. I went Looney Tunes on you. <laughs> uh, and hi, Amy Trask. Um, so the uh, the one last piece of business before March closed down, Bobby Wagner found his new team. Five years, $50 million, and a contract that can go up to $65 million. Ooh. And it is right here in Los Angeles, California, the home of the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. He is coming here to play for the Rams. And that means Bobby Wagner, who's from California, right from around here, he's back in Southern California by way of Utah State and a Hall of Fame career in Seattle. He's going to go back to see the 12s. It's part of the Rams. He will see the 12s here in Los Angeles. He cannot quit the NFC West, nor that division quit him. I love this. Excited for his new chapter. It's going to be exciting for a whole bunch of reasons. And count me in. As you know, I pound the table for this guy. I love him. I love everything about him. I love how he plays. I love how he handles his business. By the way, that's not just a figurative phrase. He negotiated this contract. Oh, he did? Yes, he did. So part of his Hall of Fame career is he's negotiated over $100 million worth of contracts for himself. For himself. And, and that means he kept what ten million from going to an agent? No, no, no. It's not yeah. it ain't a ten percent business. <laughs> nah, like no, this is Hollywood. You know, That's Hollywood. But he, he, he saved he saved some he saved some money, put it in his pocket. But uh, this guy goes sideline to sideline. This guy goes uh, north to south. This guy is the personification of knowing only one speed. And this is a guy you want in your locker room. He is a leader of men. He is just as good as they come. And I cannot believe he is going to be <laughs> the one patrolling behind Aaron Donald. I mean, just think about it. 
think about it. Just the basic sense of defensive football in the front seven. You know, you hear all about 4-3, 3-4, A-gap, B-gap, all sorts of gaps, and your head spins. You know, if you're not a tape head, you're not an old 22 person, you're like, just talk to me in plain English. (laughs) Here's in plain English. Here's in plain English. The job of the defensive line is to engage the offensive line in a way in which you can stop the run on the way to the quarterback. And who's better at that than Aaron Donald? Nobody. Nobody. Certainly from the middle of the defensive line from which Donald frequently, most often, starts the play. But if you can't stop the run on the way to the quarterback, but you can engage one, if not two, offensive linemen, that allows the linebackers behind you to do your work. Just ask Ray Lewis how important Tony Siragusa was. Okay? Just ask him that. And um, Adams, remember how much space he ate up on the Ravens' defensive line as well? So think about that. Donald is going to try and open things up for um, uh, Bobby Wagner, and then there's Jalen Ramsey on the back end. Look out below, folks. What a huge, huge signing. Is that the rich getting richer type? Is that Paul? Guess what? It's F all them picks. What do you care if you don't have all of so So the Rams are not picking in the first round. Okay. They got Allen Robinson and they got Bobby Wagner. So they got one guy to go on the other side of Cooper Cup, who, by the way, is a Super Bowl MVP. And you're also triple crown winner in, in uh, wide receiving this year. Man. And, then, and then Von Miller out, Bobby Wagner in. How you doing? It's also F the cap, too. That was the other meme I saw going around yesterday. Well, Not I mean, only the picks, but the cap. I don't know. You you massage the numbers in a way. I mean, less needs no dummy. Yeah. I mean, they they probably have some good number people in the uh, in uh, the Cronky organization. You'd imagine. You know, and uh, Kevin Demoff. They know what they're doing there, to say the least. Huge signing. Love it. What a big finish to March. Big finish to March. But okay. Rich, the most important question though is, does this now shake up? Your rankings. I know you did the Super Bowl favorites last week with Sean William Scott. Yes, the actor Sean William Scott put me on the spot, telling me my top five (laughs) favorites to win the Super Bowl. So I don't don't want to redo that because I don't think those have changed. But I'm going to put you on the spot again. Let's do your top five teams in the NFC right now. Based on the Bobby Wagner Based signing. Based on the Bobby Wagner signing. might have tipped the scale. Has that changed anything my, at all? Top five NFC. Because my Super Bowl, because when the actor Sean William Scott put me on the spot, I, I had the, the Bengals, right? Five. I think you had the Bengals four. Four, okay. Yeah, I had yeah, the yeah. Bengals four, and I had the Packers three, and I had, no, I had the Rams three, the Packers five, Bengals four, Rams three, Bills two, and then the Bucks one because right. I said I, you I, I cannot ever go against Tom Brady ever again. Yeah, you learn your and lesson. That burned, well, that burned me a divisional playoff weekend, did it not? Well, okay. Well, so Tom's you want fault. my top five NFC? Yeah, teams. Yeah, I want you to go NFC teams. Okay. right now. I'm just gonna top again. Five. I'm gonna go with Bucks one just because again Brady is back. You're I just understand. Double down. I, I well, I just not doubling down. It's just like Brady is back. Yeah. You know, Godwin's gonna be healthy. Knock on, knock on wood. Um, Tristan Wirfs won't be out right. next time they face the Rams, who might have wind at their backs and sails and whatever. And I mean, I, I could put them 1-1-A, but just because I, 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 we need to traffic in this sort of thing. 1-2-3-4-5. Bucks 1, Rams 2. Okay. Hmm. Then I will go Packers 3, because Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Devontae Adams is not, not there. I'm going to say... Who's he throwing Hold on a second. I'm going to say the Packers will get Aaron Rodgers the receiving help he so desperately now clearly requires in the draft later on. And there are some great draft choices at that position. And sure enough, Bucky's got um, Chris Watson of North Dakota State being chosen by the Packers in his mock draft leaving Sky Moore for the Chiefs. Oh, boy, if they can replace Tyree Kill with Sky Moore, who was just amazing at the combine, the Western Michigan wide receiver. So I'll, I'll, put, I'll put Green Bay three. I'll put the Niners four. Niners? Yes. The Niners Who's were— Who's their quarterback? Uh, Trey Lance? Yeah. 
Oh, come on. Yes, sir. <laughs> come on. Yes, sir. I believe in Trey Lance, and I believe the Niners believe in Trey Lance, and I can't wait to see what this looks like. I think the Niners are going to get better in the draft with later draft choices, as we know they don't choose in the first round, because of Trey Lance, who's going to start and improve this team. Or at least give a wrinkle that causes teams to have to deal with a quarterback that can hit you with his arm and his legs. Okay. And Debo's just going to get better. And I like the Niners. They were the proverbial team that you can't, you don't want to face. What, is that because of Jimmy G? Is that what you're telling me? I'm just saying, Jimmy uh-huh. G, you know, the NFC Championship game. A All right, now here comes five. Bowl. Here comes five. I know you're waiting for me to say your team's Let's, name. I mean, let me get comfortable here. That's it. But they're worse. <laughs> Today, the Dallas Cowboys on April 1st are worse than the Dallas Cowboys as they looked on March 1st. You cannot deny that fact. They are worse. Mm. They are not as good if you want me to even put it in a little bit less harsh terms. You're sipping your tea all you want, sir. All you want. Coach didn't show up to the owner's meeting because he had stuff to he do. Was or he's looking, he was busy. There's some weird stuff there, as you know. Weird stuff there. Randy Gregory says, I'm coming, then bolts. Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup gets all that money, and he blew his knee out. When's he coming back? A couple weeks. <laughs> it is weird stuff. The line needs to be redone. Lyle Collins one, you know, goes to Cincinnati. They are not as good now. Some weird So here's stuff. what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with a guy who's got a chip on his shoulder. Uh-oh. I'm going to go with a guy oh. who's got his own stationery. Okay. Well, I got my own stationery. I got it. I'm going with the Cardinals fifth. I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals as the fifth best wow. team. By the way, and I know what a hot take you're going with the Car- Cardinals over the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. I don't need any pressure. I'm doing this that season. right. You both you both were one and done in the playoffs. Obviously, the Cowboys came much closer to winning their game than Arizona well, the refs did. Cost us our game. Let's oh my oh, god! Stop it. Eleven. Pa- how many penalties do they have? Eleven, fourteen. I forget. I 14, yeah, that's all. That's all. That's all bad officiating. Okay. Wow. This guy. So there you go. How about okay. That? So, Bucks won. Bucks. Rams. 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 Oh, Packer. look at this. Hey. Hey. Well done, Hoskins. Bucks, Rams, Packers, <laughs> Niners, six. Cardinals. Look who's sixth. Wait, are, wait, wait. Are they Cowboys. six? Are they six? Are they six? You didn't say. I'm assuming. Yes, they're six. Okay. Y'all give them six. You know, Giants, Commanders. Oh, stop it. Stop it. How dare you, bro? Stop it. By the way, Alex Smith's commander's comments went when Wow. Washington Post wrote happy. it up. Some... We're in the Washington Post. Hey, look at us. I feel like I'm Woodward. Look at us. I'm Bob Woodward. Suck it, Woodward. Rich, you're We're bur- both in the post. You're Bernstein. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'll a, accept that, sir. Yeah, thank you. That's a little, you know, I'll accept yeah, that. he's got a point. I'll yeah. accept that. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be on time for Pat Narduzzi right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How dare you? Pat Narduzzi. All right. He's Woodward. He definitely ain't he, Bernstein. He's not. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O, O, O. O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Battle Creek, Michigan, 1963. Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial film debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy greats, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Streaming right now 
on Netflix. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, April, month in uh, great month of sports. Um, this weekend, Final Four, and then the National Championship game on Monday that kicks into Masters Week and then opening day of baseball that we didn't think was coming um, for a while. And hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, and then, of course, in uh, the world of football, it's the NFL draft. Bucky Brooks of uh, NFL Media Group and NFL Network going to join us later in the program. But right now, we turn to the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line and find the head coach of uh, one of the top quarterbacks available in this draft, if not the top prospect at the quarterback position in this draft, in this quarterback-driven league. Pat Narduzzi of Pittsburgh football here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing good, Rich. Thanks for having me on today. Really appreciate you you joining me. How how is everything uh, pro day? Everything for you? What's going on in your everything neck of the woods? Everything's going great here in Pittsburgh. Uh, we've got beautiful weather. It's in the 40s, it's a, so it's a beautiful Love day it. in Pittsburgh. Uh, finished practice 11, have a scrimmage number 12 in spring ball, and then uh, pro day was outstanding. Kenny Pickett. I, I think I heard you say. He's you know, possibly one of the best quarterbacks. He is the best quarterback. There's no question about it. Okay, so let's just dive into this. When when did you first see him, meet him, recruit him? Walk me through that process, Coach. Oh, gosh, Rich, it was a long time ago, man. Right. I'm getting old. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, obviously out of high school, coming from Ocean Township High School uh, in New Jersey, and, you know, we recruited him out of, out of obviously, high school. Uh, he wasn't a transfer portal guy or a grad transfer uh, he's a guy that we we thought had a ton of talent. Was uh, originally committed to Temple, and yep. kind of we beat Temple on him, North Carolina, and uh, the Tar Heels came in late trying to get him. Uh, when we didn't have a quarterback coach or offense coordinator, we were able to hold on to him. And really, in his freshman year, um, you know, he played the last four games of the season season out of need. Our starter got hurt. He was really a scout team quarterback, and we brought him up and started getting him reps because we knew he was the future. And uh, he ended up helping us in his only start the last game of the season against Miami, beating number two Miami at home here at Heinz Field. Give me a good story about his uh, demeanor and huddle, locker room, leadership. What do you got for me on that, Coach? Uh, Rich, he's he's a phenomenal leader. He's been a two-time captain for us, and, and, and probably you know at the quarterback position, you know you need a guy that's you know going to lead your football team. Uh, not only did he lead our offense, he led our football team. I mean, he was he was the the guy. Uh, I think that the offense and the defense fed off of his leadership, but uh, you know he was just a you know a guy that you know constantly you know uh, led this football team. It wasn't so many words, and I think sometimes you know he led by leadership, but uh, he, he's he's not a, a rah rah guy. He's a serious business type leader, and just uh, you know it takes just a few words. Nobody wants to hear a, you know a long speech out of a, a leader. Especially, you know, especially, uh, you know, a player. Uh, they certainly don't want to hear it out of a coach. But, you know, about every halftime this year, he got even better. You know, like his halftime deal was after I got done talking was, hey, whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes to get it done, guys, let's get it done. And and, uh, and our our team fed off of him. So you would speak, and then he would speak at halftime. Yeah, at halftime. I mean, just right before we you know would bring him up and break him down before we'd leave for right. the uh, for you know for the, the third quarter. Um, you know, I always just kind of got them all locked in, but then Kenny was going to get the last word in, which was awesome. Yeah, so not like some uh, Gene Hackman Hoosier speech, just a, a quick word before you go back on the field yeah, is what you're no saying. no doubt about it. Okay, and so um, let's let's get into um, everything, you know, <laughs> the main topic of discussion with him, which I'm sure for a defensive coach like you, a hard-nosed longtime coach like you, uh, the words hand size might just make your eyes roll. But that is the conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm just walking through the front door here, but also understand how silly it might sound. But in the NFL, you know, you parse every single uh, inch or every eighth of an inch, like, you know, his hand size growing between the combine and his pro day. So right. what, what, what can you tell me about that storyline oh here? You know, I, again, I think it is, you know, uh, something everybody's looking at, talking about as far as the media goes. But, Rich, there's not one NFL head coach, um, which we had a few of them at our pro day, uh, not one scout, uh, assistant coach, quarterback coach has mentioned one word about it. So I think it's all a, you know, you know, all a hot topic, I guess. But, uh, you know, I've never, ever, you know, in, in five years coaching him, um, ever go, you know, God, you got small hands, man. you got to be able to hold on to the ball. It was never a topic. And, and it didn't become a topic because it was never an issue on game day. I mean, if he was a guy that fumbled the ball a lot, then you might go, hey, let me measure your hands. But uh, uh, I've, I've never noticed that. It's, it really it comes down to, I think he's got a normal-sized hand, but his, you know, he doesn't, his thumb doesn't always reach 
like it doesn't stretch out, you know, uh, which I've never noticed. You know, again, five years with him recruiting him, it was never something like, hey, there's something wrong. Maybe we need to, you know, get surgery on his thumb or something. I mean, it's uh, the guy's a phenomenal quarterback and and, uh, he's got ball skills and, um, again, just. You know, knows how to throw the football. Well, I guess it's small just, hand or large hand. What, what does it matter? Yeah, it was like, the so, of the receiver. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't mean to talk over you, but I, I guess um, the, the the idea though is everything gets parsed out in the NFL, and that uh, you take a look at the history of the first round and quarterbacks at the position. Michael Vick was the last first round draft choice who had a hand um, the same size as Kenny Pickett, and so it's been a long time because teams just think about that and just think about how uh, that might affect, certainly if you're in cold weather, but as you just mentioned, it's a 40-degree day on April 1st in Pittsburgh, so he's done this before. You've never at any point in time saw, saw something on the field. or And again, you're a defensive-minded coach, so you know what you can attack of an opponent's weakness if that is such a thing. Right. You never right. once saw uh, a moment. Where never. He... Never. There's not one time. And again, I'm not just talking game days You know where you – um, you know, where you, you know, you, you know, everybody sees it. Um, I'm talking practice and, you know, you know how many balls he's thrown in practice and how many practices he had through his five-year career at Pitt. I mean, never once from his early days on scout team, never once did you go, why does he fumble the ball so much? He doesn't fumble the ball. Um, and, uh, he doesn't put the ball on the ground and, uh, he knows the ball is the program and the team. And, and, uh, and again, that's not an issue. It's not an issue at all. Pat Narduzzi, head football coach, University of Pittsburgh, here on the Rich Eisen Show. So who is the one who taught him the fake slide and keep running? Mm-hmm. Who's the one who taught him <laughs> that one? You know what? Um, that's, it's funny. Uh, you can go check my Twitter probably about a week and a half, maybe two weeks after the, mm-hmm. that uh, ACC championship game where we beat Wake Forest. Um, and, and Kenny had the, the famous fake slide that now the NCAA has made a rule that you can't do, it, which I don't think you'll ever see it again. Um, kind of, you know, funny that they'd even do it. But obviously it was not taught. I wish we as coaches were that smart to teach it and practice it and drill it. And I wish I could show you, you know, a drill tape and an individual period where our quarterbacks were, were practicing. I think if he practiced it, he probably would have fell over uh, like most guys would have. But I think it was an instinctual thing. I shouldn't say I think it is. I know it was uh, just his instincts. And, um, and so I had one of our GAs go back and look at all our quarterback slides that we defended. And, again, as you mentioned, Rich, I'm a defensive guy. Yes. And, uh, and we're pretty aggressive. And we're, you know, quarterbacks can slide, but we're going to you know, – they go down, we're going to go over top of them. We're not going to go, oh, I think he's going to slide. It looks like he's going to slide, and I'm going to stop five yards before I get to him. So I think as he started running, he saw – the defenders, you know, two or three of them just kind of almost stop five yards away. Um, that, uh, you know, he kind of said, I'm going to slide and be safe here. And then he said, wait, they aren't coming after me, and I'm going to take off and go. And that's what he did. And uh, to me, it's great instincts by a quarterback. That's incredible presence of mind. What, what do you say to him when he comes back to the sideline? What, what is happening? Nice play, Kenny. <laughs> Congratulations, you know. I mean, right? it's, it's not like he went down too low. I mean, it was just a heck of a play. I mean, you just talk about it, and that's what you want. I mean, you don't want to have to teach someone to do something like that. Or, I mean, that's what he's got. You know, we talked about his leadership, and, and, and everybody sees how he throws the ball and how accurate he is. I mean, he's going to put the ball like you have to in the NFL, right where it needs to be on the outside number, the inside number. But, you know, you want a guy that's got instincts, and uh, that, that just kind of shows you kind of the moxie he's got. Well, I got to tell you, you know, do, doing the combine on NFL Network, sitting in the booth getting watching him get ready for his 40-yard dash I was hoping like right around the 20 or 25 he would fake slide and keep (laughs) running like show it one more time in the 40 that would have been just next level yeah his agent would have been real happy about that Um, uh, he's got instincts he's a really smart kid Uh, he studies the game and um, you know, he, he, he's a lot smarter than that. That's for sure. Pat Narduzzi here on the Rich Eisen Show. A couple more minutes left with a Pittsburgh Panthers head coach. So um, the conversation about where Pickett may go, uh, the Steelers sitting there at 20th overall. And the number of times I've heard also, uh, well, I share a building. And I, I, I know, I, 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 you know, in many years covering Steelers Thursday night football games for NFL Network, uh, we would set up shop in the Pittsburgh Panthers locker room. That's where we would right. be. Uh, as a group so you're right there the question is is how 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 real is that though that well the Steelers are right there and so normally they're going to see him and they're going to know him you know James Conner obviously is another example 
of how the pipeline just stays put right there. How much contact do you have with the Steelers just by because there's close proximity there, Coach? You know, we have a lot. Um, you know, again, you know, we have it's a big building, and you know, they've got half of the building. We've yes. got half of the building, so we actually don't share like locker rooms here in the building, just like right. we don't share locker rooms at Heinz Field. Uh, there, there's a, con- a ton of contact. I mean, Tom will come strolling over to my office. You know, we see each other on the field when you know when we're both practicing at the same time, or um, or just just in the weight room. I mean, he'll say he'll pop in. He's just a you know, as you know, Mike Tomlin is one of the best people persons around. He's going to talk to everybody, and he'll be out at our practices. I mean, my very first spring here back in 2015. I'm, you know, we're practicing all of a sudden. I see him standing, hanging out with our players on the sideline. So. Uh, he's he's around quite a bit, and he obviously got a, a bit very busy job. But he's a he's a football guy, and and loves watching our guys. So he knows our guys better than anybody. Um, you know, uh, Kevin Colbert knows our guys better than anybody. They're they're you know they can look out the window or out our patio here and watch practice. So that one of the. Uh, they're one of the 32 teams or the only one of 32 teams that doesn't have to ask you uh, about a prospect coming from your program and how they practice. They literally have seen it is what you're saying. They have seen it. Um, you know, there's times while we're practicing or they're, they're doing their walkthroughs that coach Tom will be bound watching our guys and, and uh, I always say evaluating what we're doing and how we're doing it. And it's always good to have another incredible head coach um, peeking at your practices and, and, and giving you tips. And us getting tips from the Steelers in their practice. Well, sure. Um, all right. Well, Coach, I truly do appreciate the time. And I am mandated to say, you know, the photographs that we've popped up of you on television uh, over the last um, several minutes. Uh, you look good in uh, yellow and blue. I'll be very honest with you. You know, you look good. I, know, I didn't use maize, but uh, the color scheme is really good compared to the color you previously wore before you no went to Pittsburgh. No doubt about it. I'm glad you didn't use that word maize because I was green for a while over there in the state of Michigan. I, I know you're a Michigan grad, so we, you know, we don't like that maize color over here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's maize-ish what you're wearing. I mean, you do have that. I mean, the tie that you wear and your in your in your headshot, it does look a little close to that so you know but uh i'm sure you you enjoyed your time there for darn sure up in east no lansing we had a, we had a good time in the state of michigan that's for sure did you ha- did you ever hang with izzo at any point in time a narduzzi oh, and yeah. izzo summit oh, yeah two italians i mean live, live probably <laughs> half a mile away in the same subdivision so coach izzo is the best he is uh, he's one of my favorite people hey coach thanks for the time greatly appreciated good luck oh before i let you go pound the table who else uh, from your I, I know i just spent time on your your quarterback uh, anybody else you want to mention here before the draft that comes up in about 27 you know, days here? We've got a few guys, Rich. Uh, we've got a few guys. You know, I think we had the only snapper at the Combine, Cal Adamitis, is a, is yes. a guy. Then Damari Mathis, one of our, our corners, uh, went to the Combine, ran a 4-3-9. And, um, and again, I think he uh, broad jumped 11 foot and mm. had a 43-and-a-half-inch vertical. So one of the best athletes and corners that I've ever coached. And, I had two first-rounders at Michigan State with Darquez Denard and Trey Waynes. This guy's one of those guys. Uh, he's a competitor. He knows how to press, and uh, we press all the time. So those are the top three guys that were at the, you know, the combine that you may have seen there and obviously in the senior bowl as well. What's your long snapper's hand size, Coach? Do you know that? You know yeah. what? He's got a, he's, it's a four-and-a-half inch, but he snaps that ball back there. <laughs> That's odd. And, uh, and he, gets, he gets it there. Coach, thanks for the time. Really do appreciate it. Good you luck. Got it, Rich. Thanks for the thanks call. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Anytime. Thank you. That's Pat Narduzzi, everybody. Head coach of Pittsburgh football right here. I knew it. Old school defensive minded coach. Hand size my ass is really what he really wants to say. <laughs> you see the kid play? Didn't he wind up on the uh, Heisman Trophy podium? Yeah, he did. Right? What? Nothing. It's, it's, it's kind just, of I just I just I've never heard that about coaches, the thumb. That, that's interesting. Well, that's the uh, again. That is what apparently is like his his hand size is good enough for the football. It's just his thumb doesn't. doesn't I was just it doesn't come out. I text Brockman during the interview and I was watching Chris Sims last week and he it was the first time I'd heard it. He yeah. said that his thumb for whatever reason won't fully extend. It does it. Yeah. And hmm. yeah, I know. So okay. Nah, I mean, Joe Burrows did fine. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like the same size. Like they're well, it's Joe Burrow is has a bigger hand. Was it nine? Joe Burrow's a nine, right? And Jared Goff has nine inch hands, yeah. right? I mean, these guys Joe. Are... Bur- that was that was the conversation about yeah. Joe Burrow coming out of the combine. Was he's got nine nine inch hands? Nine inch hands, not big enough. Great, great band. <laughs> great band. <laughs> great, you know. I got Jay Felly. No, you got that yeah, one. Yeah. That snuck up on you, huh, Jay? Yeah, yeah they got me. I just appreciate you on. paying attention because the guy who normally sits in the chair is just staring into space. I think Pitch would be yeah. happy, though, with uh, 
Pitt should be happy with Narduzzi. They got themselves a good one right yes, now. Yes, they did. Man. And they my did. old roommate from college covers Pitt and just the stuff that I read every day that Paul Zeiss writes about him. It's I'm happy yeah. for them. He just, he, just, guy. he just coached the wrong program up there in, uh, <laughs> in, in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, the latest example of RES Consulting sticking the landing and even and being right. It's doing what we do. And on top of it, even though opening day in baseball is not for another six days, baseball season has officially gotten underway. And I'll explain what I mean by all that. When we come back here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, buckle up, TJ, is all I got to tell you. I knew that this was... <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests Work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Back here on the terrestrial uh, radio feed of the Rich Eisen Show. We're always hanging out here on Peacock and Sirius XM Channel 85 as well. Some uh, baseball news. Baseball. Baseball. Very, very good to me. Baseball. The man stands alone at the plate. Okay. So (laughs) baseball's opening day is April 7th. Correct. Yes. Coming up next week, everybody. Next Correct. Thursday, everybody. But the season has already opened. Oh. I don't know if you're aware. And I don't mean preseason baseball. Oh, I missed it. No, no, no. Opening of baseball season has begun. Because it can't start without Jacob deGrom having some form of arm trouble. Oh, man. Come on. Right <laughs> shoulder tightness, says Buck Showalter, new skipper of the New York Metropolitans. Jacob DeGrom, come on. It's tight. It don't mean nothing. It's tight. Don't mean nothing, says the guy (laughs) who watched DeGrom have something happen that seemed like it didn't mean anything because the guy was literally, I mean, this is, when we spoke to Randy Johnson the other day and we said, how many strikeouts could you get now in a season when all of these kids come up from the minors and just, they're there because they got swing, they got they got exit velocity in that bat. That's why they're there. Not because they see the ball and hit it where where it's pitched and they play, you know, multiple tools of baseball within them. No, they just they just swing hard and you know, certainly if they're lefties, right? Certainly if they're lefties, they're gonna be in there against DeGrom, right? Hacking. They're trying, they're trying to hack it over that shift. We asked Randy Johnson, how many strikeouts could you have in a season? Well, a couple times I got close to 400, so I think very 400. DeGrom, he was, what, 15 strikeout games, 13 strikeout games, all that last year. Now he's got right shoulder tightness. Good luck to you, sir, in the Mets. Well, at least they got Scherzer there too, right? I mean, that's, Hopefully this is nothing. Yeah, I mean. It's just, uh, you know. It's a precautionary. Against, again, uh, I, I've mentioned this to you. If I ever owned a racehorse, <laughs> if I ever got so, if I ever got Rome, you know, Rome. Jim Rome, if I got Rome the, if I, if I, the yeah. Rome, yeah, the Rome situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. 
and I could own a racehorse, Anita. right? If I, if I ever there. had that, I would name the horse Abundance of Caution. <laughs> that would be the name of my racehorse. Abundance of Caution. Here comes Abundance of Caution around the turn. You know, down the stretch they come. It's Abundance of Caution. That would be the name of my racehorse. And that racehorse seems to be run at the uh, Flushing Meadows track every year when it comes to DeGrom, Belmont. it seems like. That's Belmont. That's right. Epic. Well, I mean, it's down the road, right? It's close by. Yeah. Close by. It's close by. Abundance of caution wins the Belmont every year. <sighs> sorry, brother. <laughs> Nothing to be sorry about yet. I mean, okay, the, good. You know, I it's... hope I'm wrong. I love the guy. It's so much fun to watch him. Pitch. Yeah. So I Coop mean, and I had him in our fantasy I mean, team he, last he's year. Getting we, an MRI we, today. We, we've already talked about we got to get him back. Now we're not. Uh, we're not going to that. He's getting an MRI. Yeah. It's just. It's the. This. I'm sorry. I wish this was an April Fool's joke. I wish this was like Sid Finch right now. <laughs> you know. And, and <laughs> well, uh, nothing it, could be it, that great. It is not. You know, well, like this is the this is the day of Sid Finch of the Mets pitcher. This yeah. is the day. Yeah. This is it. So let me ask you something. So you, are you saying this? And I'm, this is legitimate. Are you saying Mets that pitcher. I should be worried about this right now? Or? Yes, you should. Of course. <laughs> I mean, like if if this was Garrett Cole, you wouldn't be bringing this up to me. No, because oh, I, don't, I would. I, I, don't, of course <laughs> you would. I wouldn't because I don't know what that means. I don't know what a stiff like. I, I have to wait until the MRI is done. The thing is, not he, good, Bob. Not great. It didn't happen during a workout. He was just playing catch. Oh, my arm is stiff. I need to get an MRI. Oh, That's bad news. Gosh, almighty. That's bad news. Other baseball news um, with uh, Kenley Jansen, now a member of the Braves, right? Right. So. When did that happen? That happened a couple weeks ago. Three weeks ago. <laughs> you had back surgery when you were out. Uh, your back you were out. Yeah. Yeah. You were right. right. out of it. Yeah. I had no so, idea. So that roller coaster ride, that Six Flags ride is coming to Atlanta. Well, I'm, all right, I'm all right with that. Yeah, well, a new uh, roller coaster ride is it's coming to Los Angeles. Yes. Craig <laughs> Kimbrell was just acquired for AJ Pollock, who yes. I guess because they have too many they got they got too many three hundred million dollar stars. They got to they had to get rid of AJ Pollock because he couldn't crack the lineup. Right. Craig Kimbrell, the Dodger fan over Craig here. Craig Kimbrell, everybody. Yeah, right? I had no clue. Of Craig Kimbrell's coming yeah. to Chavez Ravine to put wow. that arm up in the air. That's a one for one. That was just a straight up swap. How about that? Like a fantasy. Is this it Brockman? Is this the, the Kimbrel? Well, he does. The, it's like the what is it? Is it the yeah. crab? Oh like the my goblin God! Whatever. Thing, or lobster, <laughs> whatever it's that. called. Whatever. Hey man, I mean, now, now I love it. You learn to love it. <laughs> you learn to love it, man. He was good for the for for Boston for a minute. Well, he won yeah, he World was. Series, right? Yeah. With them. Yeah. Until he started tipping his pitches, and then he had to get out of there, right? Yeah, Sale closed out the game winner. I remember that against the Dodgers. So. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> what? When did that happen? <laughs> nice. Um, but the biggest baseball news I of mean, all. I mean, Rich, get to the top story. Biggest baseball news of all. You know what? As you know, in this, uh, this uh, crazy-ass sports talk world in which we live, and which we have now been trafficking for um, seven-plus years, or eighth anniversary is coming up this fall. We're deep inside. Rich. Yes. We're deep. And... Um, when a host always talks about something over and over and over again, saying this should happen, this needs to happen, and then it does. It's a great day. How many times did I tell every last one of you out there in the Rich Eisen Show radio and television audience that Major League Baseball has a huge problem on their hands because they're the only sport in which they're officiating refereeing, umpiring is not required to talk to the crowd or the television audience to explain whatever ruling they have decided an instant replay. They basically look like uh, cavemen out there grunting their answers. When they come out of their instant replay pointing, oh, man out, man safe. You all see it at home, and you're like, that guy's absolutely safe, but you can't really tell. So I guess you have to go with the call on the field. He's out, but it looks to me like he's safe. And then they come out after their headsets talk, talking to somebody somewhere else, and then they just turn around and some like 60, 70-year-old guy invariably just pointing to the base and going, safe or <laughs> out. You're like, that guy, that guy looked like he was out. But you're, the ruling on the field was safe, and you just go out, and it's just like, well, why? What happened? Or safe, 
You have no idea if it was either stands is called. In football, they tell you a ruling was stands is called, which is verbiage to shrug emoji. We don't know. If it's the ruling is upheld, that means we saw what we called. If it stands is called, it's like we can't tell. At least we in the football audience understand you couldn't tell. That's why you came up with this rule. And baseball has not required any of their umpires to explain at home to people sitting at home or anybody in the stands what the hell just happened. And I said, this has got to change. Simple. Just have a microphone right by a spot in between home plate and an on-deck circle where the umpire knows to stand, just like a head referee in the NFL knows which side of the stadium to face because that's where the broadcast partner is intending to shoot you from. You turn on the microphone that's right there on your side, and uh, off you go. It's now connected to the stadium and the broadcast. You explain the ruling. We at home are at least knowledgeable. We might disagree with the call, but we know what you're thinking. And I told baseball, how many times did we say this? RAS Consulting saying, you need to fix this. Because it's gone. an exact way to tell your fans, screw you. We don't care what you, what you, whether you know or not. <laughs> and I pay an insane amount of money for a ticket, and I'm in, stand, I'm in the stadium, and I'm like, what just happened? I have no idea. Well, because the umpires don't take the time to actually do it, and baseball doesn't care to force them to do it. Well, guess what? That's about to change. Because baseball says this season major league umpires will conduct in-park announcements during the replay review process. We're pleased to launch this enhancement to the ballpark and broadcast experiences. Training has been held in Arizona and Florida this spring. And I know this isn't an April Fool's joke because it's from MLB Communications. It's got a blue check mark next to it. And they used a photograph that, thank God, is not gonna, we're never going to see it anymore, which is an umpire giving a safe sign to no one in particular. They just, Bleh. You figure it out. We just said safe. Man out. Fire. It's over. It's over. Thank goodness it's over. And my only regret, Uh single regret, is that this happens now. Denying us. (laughs) Denying us. Yet another avenue. Say it. For Joe West to communicate <laughs> to the fans, he doesn't care what you think. Could you imagine Joe West forced to turn the mic on? He's safe. You figure it out. Just turn around. Hey, Rich, bigger, bigger, back. bigger uh-huh. conspiracy theory that you're willing to accept, okay? Tom Brady had a hand in forcing Bruce Arians out, or Major League Baseball waited until Joe West retired yeah. before putting the mics or on. Or they told him that we're going to put the mics on, and, and he's like, like I'm, I'm out of here. here. Like, you want me to actually communicate to fans and show that I want to make their experience better? Forget that. Screw it. I'm out of here. I'm out. No more. I mean, I would have just loved it. Joe West, where's the camera? Like, you, you turn a microphone. Where, where am I looking? Where am I looking? Here? Out. You figure it out. Go back to first and just go one of these. Thank you, baseball. And RAS Consulting nails it again. When you saw it today on Twitter, you've texted the group. Immediately. RAS Consulting. Folks, I'm telling you, I should be on multiple competition committees multiple <laughs> multiple sports i'm 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 like the bo jackson Dion sanders of competition committee members multi-sport star at this position honestly i know what i'm talking about certainly when it comes to fan experience well done baseball well done and it's going to make everybody that much more knowledgeable and feel like you care to let us know about this stuff. Outstanding. Hour number two coming up here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't you dare go anywhere. Okay. Also, I knew it wasn't an April Fool's joke, Rich, because uh, Major League Baseball doesn't have a sense of humor. (laughs) So it had to have been real. Did you see the uh, big April Fool's jokes today? 
I saw a few of them. They, they were on all Twitter. Right. Generally, I'm not really well, into this day because I'm not a child, but it was, you know. TJ had the biggest one of last year saying Russell Wilson's going to the Bears, which yeah. led to Jeff Garland calling up and cursing you out. Yeah. I'm like Brockman. I guess Actually, I am a child, so I do enjoy these I things. think he threatened <laughs> retribution in your he, direction. He threatened bodily harm. He was very you know, violent. He was, if Jeff Garland was here, I think he would have charged the stage in effort to slap me. That's right. But <laughs> he nice. wasn't, so it didn't Correct. happen. Didn't happen. You know, and I don't recommend that. But then he came here in person and you guys hugged it out. Yeah, it we couldn't come by all this. Because he realized it was funny. It was funny. Julian Edelman. Was a nice one. Tweeted out from his Twitter account. Yeah. Um, on to the next chapter with the pirate ship emo- uh, logo or emoji. Um, and the, the NFL network, NFL media group meme where they announced the, uh, a free agency signing. Breaking Buccaneers signing Julian Edelman. He nailed it down, and he's got a photograph of himself in uh, I just retweeted Patriots that. uniform. I'm going to throw this man under the bus because I love him. I love him. And I know he might not be happy with me, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's, it's a tribe on tribe crime. Text exchange. Me, Irv, Mariucci, Kurt Warner. Which one of them bid on this saying, you got to be kidding me, the Bucks are getting Julian Edelman? Which one of the three? Mooch. Mooch. You both say Mooch? I know it wasn't Irv. What do you say? Uh, I'm going to go with Irv. It was Kurt. It was Kurt. No way! It was Kurt! I can tell by the look on your face that it was Kurt. He's on vacation in uh, uh, overseas. And I think he was just going around. Just doing the quick scroll? Because I said to him, I, I just texted him back. Doing the quick scroll? I, t- I texted him back. No. Look at the calendar, Kurt. And he goes, what I miss? I'm in, and he's explained where he is. He's in a foreign country. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what day is it even there? <laughs> and he wrote, not sure. And I'm like, it's not April sure. 1st. And, and, Edelman was put, vacation. and Edelman put on the graphic April Fool's at the bottom. Where? Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. oh, you didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote back, that. ha ha, got me. <laughs> Sweetheart, Kurt Warner. Uh, well funny. done, Julian. You that's got funny. you got Kurt Warner nice. in the corner of the globe where he is. Oh, man.